Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. God, I pray freedom in the room. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Lord, we look in the perfect law of liberty, which is your word, and God, we pray for freedom to be done in this place, in the mighty name of Jesus. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Well, look at your neighbor and say, I'm so glad you're in church today. Look at your other neighbor and say, this message is for you. Amen. Well, I just, I want to thank everybody, uh, people who's reached out to me and called and Checked on me and all that good stuff. If you don't know, I I had uh, hernia surgery on Thursday on my belly button here. And while Dr. Irwin fixed my hernia, uh, Dr. Cordestani came in and gave me a tummy tuck. And so um, you guys are laughing because you know it's not true, right? (laughs) I can't laugh today, y'all. So it may look a little bit different. Uh, he, d- he told me, he said, he said, we'll do surgery on Thursday, you'll be, you'll be able to preach on Sunday. He said, but you will be sore. Well, he was not lying about that. And I remember asking him, he said, you'll be able to preach on Sunday. I said, how do you know? Have you ever preached? And he said, no, but I've watched you guys before. And I said, well, you've never watched me. <clears throat> so it may look a little bit different today. I know the, I know the camera guy is going to love me, aren't you? Buddy's already shaking his hand like praise the Lord, get that boy under anesthesia more, more often. But if you were here last week, started this brand new series called Connection Medic. The Lord ministered to any of you last week of, 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 on, on the topic of Connection Medic. How many of y'all know we serve a relational God? I'm going to say that one more time. How many of y'all know we serve a relational God? And how many of y'all know two is better than one? And that there is power in numbers. Uh, I talked about a little bit last week when we were talking about being unequally yoked together with unbelievers, but it that is, uh, I looked it up, it's three times the power when two draft horses are connected together, but when three of them are together, it's eight times the power. And can I tell you, there is power in the Spirit. When two or more are gathering His name, He is in our midst. How many of y'all know in the book of Acts, and I'm believing for in the last days that He's going to pour out His Spirit on all flesh, That the same things that happen in the book of Acts is the same things that God's doing and wanting to do today. And there was power in that upper room. But we serve a relational God. I mean, you look at him, he's a triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So we see this, not only are they one there, but there's a relationship. He had a relationship with Adam and Eve, the story that we read in Genesis uh, just right now. And then when sin came into the world, he sent his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So he sent his son in the world to pay for our, the penalty of sin that's in our life. But he wants to have a relationship with us. How many of y'all believe that? That we don't serve a religious God. We don't serve a do's and don'ts. We serve one that wants to have a relationship with you and I. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful that you can call your friend the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords? The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. I'm thankful for that. But he wants to have relation, he wants us to have not only relationship with him, but he wants us to have relationship with people. 
Remember that when, when the, the, the man asked Jesus, he said, what's the greatest commandment? He said, you know what it is. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and strength. And then he said, well, what's the second command? He said, the second one is just as powerful as the first one. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. But can I tell you, I found in my life I can't do the second one if I don't first do the first one. When we begin to love the Lord, he gives us a heart for other people. And can I tell you, from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation, he's done everything he can to stop that relationship between you and God and to stop that relationship between your peers. Because he knows if he can creep into relationships, he's creeped in. Are you hearing me this morning? I'm going to say that again. He knows if he can creep into relationships, he's creeped in. And so the right, how many of y'all know the right relationships in your life? They can be such a blessing to you. They can catapult you. They can, they can take you places where you've never gone before. You can, uh, how many of y'all know the right relationship will open doors for you and it'll shut doors for you? I, I think about, I said it in the first service, but I'm so thankful for my relationship with Pastor Eddie Martis, who was an associate pastor here. He came to me when, when, when I was young, but before I even married Pastor Brandy. And he came to me and he said, the Lord showed me you and I, he, I, I feel like I'm supposed to teach you how to shoe horses. And I said, well, I've seen you guys do that. And I said, I think that's indigestion from the night before. Whatever you ate must have been chilly because that is not of God. But I'm telling you, I'm thankful for him hearing from God, teaching me a trade. There's people that I've met. There's things that I've done, money that I've made. And I'm so grateful for the door that was opened up through another person. Come on, lift your hands if you have people in your life that have opened doors of opportunity for you. Aren't you thankful for those? You're thankful for those. But then there's other people in your life that, that they take opportunities away from you. Can I get an amen? That they're not so, uh, you know, I, I said it, I don't know where it came from, but in the first services, you know, if, if you have somebody in your life at one particular time, they may have been holding a cold beer and they said, well, why don't you try this? That's probably not a good friend. Are you hearing me? Like, what I'm trying to get to is the point of this. Uh, uh, how many of y'all have those friends of when they call and you see their picture or their name on your caller ID? You're so grateful and you can't wait to answer it. But then that other person calls and it's like a picture of a vampire you have inside of your head. They are going to suck the life out of me. Come on, are you hearing me? Don't look at me judgmental like you ain't got nobody in your life that does that. Whether you're related to them or you work for them or, or they're a neighbor or whoever it is, there's people in our life that they suck the life out of us. And so uh, I think it's very important that we have some boundaries and some guidelines in our life that we keep them right. Let me, let, let me just see. How many of y'all have a show, show of hands, some people in your life that are vampires, that they suck the life out of you? All right, so there is. All right, now here's the next one. How many of y'all sitting next to that person right now? All right. Oh, oh, Lord. Oh, man. You know, I was, I, was, I was praying about this. I can't laugh today, Jeff. Not today, all right? Uh, you know, as I was praying about this message, I hope, you'll, I hope you guys always know this, that I don't ever want to preach a message of what I want to preach. I, I, I don't, you know, because I deal with people all the time, whether it be phone calls or meeting one-on-one -on -one inside of my office, and there's issues, and so I realize that if that one person is dealing with this thing, there's peop other people in the body of Christ that are dealing with the same issue. And so, but I never want to just suggest that or just feel that that is a direction I want to go. 
And so I always want to hear from God. And so I really felt like I was supposed to go this direction of marriage. Because how many of y'all know marriage is from the Lord? Amen. I'm going to say that one more time. I should hear it from the married couples in the room. Marriage is from the Lord. And uh, there's some biblical standards through the word of God that man should leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. And there's biblical teaching. There's boundaries that we should stay in. And I was going to ask Pastor Brandy, since I was going to be pretty immobile, uh, I wanted her to help me. But as um, I felt like that door kind of shut. And then um, I, I felt like I was supposed to go in this direction of offense. How many of y'all have ever been offended before? How many of y'all offended right now? You know what, we're going to be family in this service today. And then I went under anesthesiology, or anesthesia or whatever it was, and I believe there's a direction that God has in store for us today of, of the direction I really felt like I was supposed to go. Whether this be one for one person or ten people, this might be something that you can help somebody through. Because uh, what the Lord showed me was this, if you were here the first week, last week, I talked about a merry-go-round. And uh, like the real merry-go-rounds, not the woke plastic ones today. I'm talking about the metal ones that would burn you in the summertime and freeze you in the wintertime. The ones that, you know, you'd have to have, probably have a good up-to-date tetanus shot before you would even consider getting on it. But we looked at it like this. Life was like the merry-go-round. And what's important for us is to get inside of the merry-go-round and sit on the bar and be connected with the right people in our life where it slows everything down. And we're with, in the, with the right people at the right place at the right time. How many of y'all know it's good to do life with people that build us up, that encourage us, that strengthen us? But as I begin to pray and ask the Lord and seek his face, say, Lord, what is it what, is it what you want for the people, the body of Christ today? And I really believe the Lord gave me this picture here. And he showed me this was I saw the merry go round again, but there's people on the outside. And they're holding on for dear life. They've let go. They've came back on. They've let go. You could see that they're, they're, they had holes in their shirt and their pants. And every time they would get back on, it would be different faces, but it would always end in the same conclusion. It would have different faces. And, you know, as I begin to think about that, you know, so many of us, because last week I gave you that example of some fruits that should be displayed in our life. If we're going to, like if you're going to have friends in your life, how many of y'all know the Bible says you've got to show yourself friendly if you're going to have friends? Last week we talked about building up the right relationships. The Bible tells us to honor our father and mother. There's not an age limit on that. We talked about last week restoring. God is in the work of restoration. We serve a God who restores our soul, the Bible says in Psalm 23. We talked about severing relationships that are terrible in our life. We rise and fall to the level of our friends. I said this, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. But also, you show me your friends, I'll show you you. But these are things on the outside uh, that we can do. But as I was thinking about this person, I said, Lord, what are you trying to show me? See, as I look at somebody who's fallen, fallen off of the merry-go-round and comes back on and looks and sees different people, the Lord began to remind me of kids that were inside of our youth group that would show up to our youth group because they were at another youth group on the other side of town and it didn't work out because of the people that were there. But come to find out they were at a youth group before that and a youth group before that and a youth group before that. It's like the people that's at your job, the reason that they're there, there is because something happened at their other job, but come to find out it wasn't at the other job, it was at the other job too. 
and the job before that and the job before that and the job before that. It's like the person who has a new wife now, and they begin to have a series of issues that are going on inside of their marriage, and it's not because of the spouse before or the spouse before that or the spouse before that. How many of y'all know sometimes we might be seeing some things on the outward, but it's because of something that's happened on the inward? I'm going to say that one more time. We may blame it on everything around us on the outside, but if we don't deal with something on the inside, nothing's going to change. And so lots of times what we want to see is we want to see fruit that's different, and we want to see circumstances that are different. How many of y'all know that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results? And so as I'm looking and the Lord has shown me these people and there's people inside of this room and your, tours are, your, your clothes are tattered. You have bruises that are all over you, falling off of it, but yet you have the courage to get right back on the merry-go-round and it's a whole different set of people. And I'm just here to tell you today, if you're going to make it to the inside, it may not be a fruit issue, it may be a root issue. It may not be a fruit issue, it's a root issue. The Bible tells us in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6, it says, So then, <clears throat> just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him. Rooted, everybody say rooted. Everybody say rooted. It says, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. I'll tell you this, if you're not rooted, you can't be built up. If you don't have a foundation, you can't go any higher. How many of you know God's called us to go to higher places? I'm going to say that one more time. God's called us to go to higher places. The Bible says that we go from glory to glory. The Bible says that we go from faith to faith. The Bible says we're going to new places and new heights and new depths. I don't know about you, but I don't want to ever stay in the same place of where I am in anything in life. I don't want to stay in the same place that I am in my marriage from the day that I got married on August 19, 2005. I want to say that in 2023 that we've gone places and we're better than we were than in August 19th of 2005. I want to say that in my relationship with Christ that every single day that I'm seeing a new facet of Christ, that I'm seeing a new authority on the inside of me, that I'm going somewhere. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 3 that he said, I will grant unto you by your rich treasure and glory, strengthen you, reinforce you with might to your inner man, the Holy Spirit himself, to your inmost being and personality. That you would know the height, the depth, the length, and width of his love. See, all of those mean something. How many of y'all know, parents, love corrects? Let me say that one more time. Love corrects. If you're not correcting your kid, you don't love your kid. But if you love someone, you will correct someone. It's just like this building right here. Before you go up, you've got to first go down and correct the ground it's on. And according to the scripture right here, he says, rooted and built up. And I want to <clears throat> talk about some roots today. See, your fruit is a result of your root. Say that one more time. Your fruit is a result of your root. You can't make the fruit look good if the root is already bad. And you know, can I tell you this? There's lots of people in relationships, in marriages with their kids, and all kinds of different things that they do. What they try to do is, is they try to paint their fruit, manipulate their fruit, manipulate the outside, when in reality, nothing's going to change until they do something on the inside. Like they think this, well, if I just made a little bit more money, then they would hang out with me. 
or if I just changed the way that I looked, or if I just manipulated, you know, I'm a Bible believer, I'm a Christian, but if I just put on a little bit of worldly culture on me, then I would be just a little bit more popular. Can I tell you that? That's not a fruit problem, that's a root problem. I'm going to say that one more time. That's not a fruit problem, that's a root problem. And we can get on to our kids all we want to. You know, how many of y'all were raised... I, I'm telling you, I would come in from, from my house, and I had this friend in Longmont, Colorado. His name was Jimmy Moore. He was a big time, but he was wild as a buck deer. And if I hung around him, I'd walk in the door. My mom was left-handed. And she'd say, Travis Lee, you've been hanging around Jimmy Moore. She knew right away. She knew right away who I was hanging around at that particular time. All right? How many of y'all know it's the same way you are going, whether your fruit has been manipulated or not, it's what's happening on the inside that's going to produce something on the outside. So, rather than saying, you know what, I'm just going to change this about me, or, you know, if I just bought them that, or if I did this, uh, rather than trying to paint the fruit, today I want to focus on the root, and the fruit will line up. How many of y'all know when you focus on the root, the fruit will line up? And so this is what I want to do. I want to invite the Holy Spirit into my day, every day. And I, be, I believe this, that he will begin to d- display the fruits in my life. If, if they're not being displayed the way that God's put in my heart to be displayed, then God would show me the root of what's going on. How many of y'all uh, my, my also was raised in a home where... 1 Corinthians 15, was quoted all the time. It says this, do not be deceived. Bad communication corrupts. Very good. I'm going to say that one more time. 1 Corinthians 15, bad communication corrupts good morals. The first part of that, he says, do not be deceived. Can I tell you, lots of times people are in relationships today, not only, not or in messed up, maybe in their marriages or with their kids or whatever's going on. And they're seeing fruit displayed that they don't necessarily agree with or would like. And it's not necessarily showy or flashy. And I'll tell you this, it's because of a root and it's a root of deception. Now real quick, this morning. In order to expose a root and to kill a root, you've got to expose it. So this is what I'm going to do. Whether it been a root of deception from a youth pastor years ago, a root of deception from a teacher, a root of deception from a parent, a root of deception. Because lots of times we think to ourselves, well, we're going to get into this. Well, I I can't get out of this because I'm trapped. No, we're going to deal with the root of deception. We're going to expose it to the enemy. We're going to expose the enemy today. And I believe people are going to be set free. How many of y'all know God's called us to walk in life and life more abundantly? And you can't walk in a life more abundantly if you have a root that is being deceived. Are you ready for the word? The first one is this. Uh, If you're taking notes, let's deal with the root. We're going to expose the root of of deception. In Genesis chapter 3 and verse 1 through 7, it says, The serpent... Was the shrewdest, this is the story we're going to use. Because how many of y'all know the enemy has no new tricks in the bag? How many of y'all know he come, still comes to steal, kill, and destroy? 
How many of y'all know he still roams about like a roaring lion seeking him he may devour? And he has no new tricks in the bag. And the very first trick that he used in the book of Genesis is still one he's using today. It says, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the, all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say, you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? The first thing to expose this, you need to know this. If you're dealing with the root of deception, number one is this. The enemy will always make you question God's word. He'll always make you think to yourself, did God really say? Like, is this really how I'm supposed to, do I really have to act this way? Do I really have to love those who treated me wrong? Do I really have to walk in forgiveness to those who have offended me? How many of y'all know the enemy, he pokes. He pokes, he walks away, he makes you think about it, he pokes again. Can I tell you this, people don't just divorce. People don't just have discord. People don't just stop showing up. People don't just stop talking. It starts with a little thing. Does his word really say I shouldn't have emotional relationships outside of marriage? Does his word really say that I can't just, you know, have a texting friend of the opposite sex that, that you know, we have a connection there? Does God's word really say that we shouldn't have sex before marriage? Does God's really word really say, and can I tell you this, you've got to be very careful of the people that you align yourself with that are trying to manipulate the word to their life and make it acceptable rather than the word changing you. I'm not going to change the word to fit my life. Like if you're going through Google to, uh, to um, because can I tell you this, God gave you a conscience for a reason. And when you gave your life to Christ, there may be some things that you're still doing that the Holy Spirit on the inside of you is beginning to convict you of. But then if you go to Google and try to make a scripture to where, where you can make it, make it fit, can I tell you that's wrong. That's wrong. There's, the Holy Spirit's on the inside of you convicting you for a reason. And so that's why you've got to be careful of getting around people. I know I do. Getting around people, I know what the word of God says. You get around other people, a, a couple that's never been married and they're living together, they're shacked up, they're having sex, and here you are with your relationship and you know that it's wrong, and you ask that other person, well, uh, I, you know, uh, honestly, in the state of Texas, we're married. You know what Jesus said, right? Jesus said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Also says in the book of Hebrews, the marriage bed is undefiled. You can't make the word say something it doesn't say. It's a root of deception. Can I tell you, he's still a deceiver today as he was in the very beginning as he is today. He's a deceiver. How I many of y'all believe that? And I believe this with all my heart as I read the text here. Eve knew exactly what God had said. How many of y'all know God's word is not to prohibit you, but it's to protect you? God's word is to protect us. See, culture wants you to adjust God's word to your life. I want to read to you the scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. It says, and we also thank God continually for this, that when you receive the word of God concerning salvation, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of mere men, but as it truly is the word of God which is effectually at work in you who 
believe. Can I tell you this? If you don't believe it, it won't work for you. You've got to work the word in order for it to work. And whatever's going on in your life, you can justify anything real quick by the enemy coming in right away and says, did God really say? You know, I've, I've, I've seen parents manipulate kids like this before, grown kids. And saying this, honoring your father and mother. Yes, we should always honor our father and mother. But that scripture goes on and talks to the dads and the parents as well. Speaks to us not to push them. Does it not? That's what the word of God has to say. And I've, I've seen parents manipulate them and hold that over them. Yes, we're supposed to honor them. But if it's contrary to the word of God, I'm not doing it. Are you hearing me? So number one, what happens? The enemy comes in. This is a root of deception. He'd say, God really say. The second thing that happens is this. Then he begins to downplay the consequences. How many of y'all know, no matter how you slice it or dice it, whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap? Right? If you, paint, if, if you plant toma- tomato seeds, how many of y'all know you're going to reap tomato seeds? If you plant discord, you're going to reap discord. So uh, he says, God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. Verse 4, you won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. How many of y'all know the enemy does this to us all the time? You know what, carrying that bitterness or carrying that offense, it's not going to really affect you. You know, your kids, they're resilient. It won't hurt them. I mean, y'all know when you get like this, you can justify anything in the world. How many of y'all have ever been on a diet? I've been on one. I've been on several. None of them work. I'm being honest. Uh... But how many of y'all know life's a setup and you choose the way it's set up? But it's like the first thing in the morning when you're, you're you know what, today I'm going to do good. But if you don't do good in the, in the morning, you're not going to do good at night. And you can, as many times as you look on the back of the wrapper of a honey bun, <laughs> it's never going to get nutritional. You're never going to get nutrition from it. How many of y'all know that? You're not going to. I mean, from the very first thing, in, in the, I mean, there's times before it's like, I'm going to do good. And I walk, I get my coffee, and I walk around the corner, and there's this pink box, and it says crumble on it. It fell right out of heaven into my kitchen. You know what I'm talking about? Crumble cookie. And on the sixth day, God created the crumble cookie and the coffee bean together as one. If you want to be in the anointing of God. Man, I'm preaching right now and y'all aren't even getting a witness on this. But the first thing in the morning, you go around the corner. It's like, man, I told myself, all right, I'm just going to have one. And then I go to lunch and I told myself, you know what? All I was going to mess up for the day was the crumble cookie. And then I mess up at lunch. And then I mess up in the afternoon. See, I'm telling you, it's a cycle that we can say, you know what? The consequences aren't that bad. I'll just start tomorrow. How many of y'all know, I've seen people wear the shirt that says, I'm starting the gym tomorrow. 
you've heard me say this before, the best time to plant a tree was 40 years ago. But the next best time is today. How many of you know you can justify anything? And the enemy, he will always play that inside of your mind. He will always downplay the consequences. Look what Proverbs 14, 12 says. There is a way which seems right to a man and appears straight before him, but its end is the way of death. There's a way that seems right to a man and appears straight before him, but in the end, it's always the way of death. So the first thing, he makes you question God's word. Number two, he downplays the consequences. And then number three, he comes in and he attacks God's intentions for your life. Look what happened, verse 5. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it. This is the serpent talking. And it will be like God knowing both good and evil. You know, how many times have we, have we thought to ourselves, because we have a bad week, we go through something rough, we get a bad report from the doctor. And if we're not careful, we'll hear that voice on the inside of us that says, God really doesn't have good things for me. And at this particular time, talking about relationships, God wants to just rain on my relational parade. So if I do it my way, it'll be better than doing it God's way. How many of y'all know that is a trap? Psalm 1611 says this, you will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy and pleasures. In your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. When I do it his way, there is fullness of joy. When I do it his way, there is fullness of joy. How many of y'all believe that? You know, I was talking about in, in the first service, this came to me to see if I'd do a little better job of this. But you know, if we're not careful, we're raised in religious atmosphere. You will, get, you will be raised around this. Young man, you don't drink, you don't chew. You, I'm sorry, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't chew. And in the South, you got to add this part. And you don't hang around girls that do. <laughs> right? You know, I remember being in, in, in uh, growing up in youth ministry, I remember being in services that the guy would come up and he's teaching abstinence. And he would tell the, the kids, he was saying, I want to tell you that sex is nasty. It's gross. You want to stay away from it, talk about all the STDs, but we want you to save that for your wife. <laughs> Be like, I'm so confused right now. <laughs> oh, Lord. My whole point is this. If we push this religion and not relationship, what happens is in religion, we're concerned on the do's and don'ts. But when we get in a relationship, we, we realize this right away, that we serve a good God. That his mercy endures forever. And that I want to do what the word of God has to say. I don't want to live like the world lives like anymore. I want to live by the standards and teachings of the word of God. So you don't have to tell me the do's and don'ts. You just have to share with me the word and show me, and, and, you've, and God, you show me this, that you're good and your mercy endures forever and your grace is sufficient for me and you never leave me and you never forsake me. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Your love never fails. Your, come on. You begin to think about those things. You always know that God's intentions for you is to take you to a new place, to new heights and new depths. But if we're not careful, we'll have a root of deception that will rip that from you so quickly. Can I tell you, people, that happens in relationships all the time because they get around the wrong people at the wrong time. 
The fourth thing that happens right here in the root of deception is exalt yourself. How many of y'all know we live in a time of deception today where we have social media that they base their lives, they base everything on how many likes they got on a particular picture or post. So it says in verse 6 here in the story, the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked, uh, looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom that it would give her. You know what we begin to do if we've been deceived? We begin to think about ourselves. We don't think about this relationship not only destroying us, but destroying all the people that are around us. You know, here's another way people exalt themselves. They think this, this place would be a whole lot better off if I was in charge. Or this. Maybe you've gotten this from somebody. If you've gotten this, you know, advice from a friend, you need a new friend. But you need to do whatever makes you feel good. How many of y'all know that's the dumbest thing you can do? How many of y'all know prison is full of people that made that decision? I'm going to do whatever has made me feel good. This is a dangerous place to be. The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19. It says, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is within you, whom you have received as a gift from God, and that you are not your own property? You are bought with the price. I'm going to say that one more time, and all the charismatics in the room ought to get excited. You are bought with the price. Come on, you were bought with a price. You were actually purchased with the precious blood of, of Jesus and made his own. So then, honor and glorify God with your body. Here's the fifth thing that happens in the root of deception here. So first, he gets inside of your mind and you'll begin to question God's word. He'll downplay the consequences. He'll attack God's intentions that he has for your life. Then you'll begin to exalt yourself, and then what happens? Shame traps you. So, so she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Right that particular moment, right there, that's when shame entered the world. And it came and dwelt inside of their heart. What did they do? They covered up and they hid. Can I tell you, when somebody's caught up in deception, this is what happens. They'll say this, did God really say? You won't die. God knows my eyes will be open. This will give me wisdom. Then they do it. Then they have shame. And then they get back on the teeter-totter or they get back on the, the merry-go-round again. And it starts all over. And then they say this, I'm such an idiot. When shame traps you, they say, I'm such an idiot. God's never going to use me. God's never going to love me again. Then what happens, condemnation comes in, and it will make you run from God. And then what happens is, is as a security blanket, people come back in, and they get on a relationship with somebody that spirals them out of control. And they start the cycle all over again because they've never dealt with a root of deception. Gosh, I hope you're getting this in your heart today. Leroy, you go ahead and come. I'm coming to an end here. 
How many of y'all know we have to deal with these cycles in our life? Like, I, I think about lots of times, I see parents, they're getting onto their kid for actions that they are making in a life that they're living. When I look at the mom, and all the daughter or son is doing is exactly who the mom is. And you can point fingers at her or him all you want to, but until you deal with the root on the inside of you, there's always going to be a strain, not only a relationship between you two, but it's going to affect all the people around you. Because when you come off of the merry-go-round, you may be taking other people with you. Saying, ah! And then what happens is, is you don't deal with anything. It's always grandma's problem. She raised me with this way. Well, it's time to grow up and deal with the root. It's grandpa's problem. No, no. No, no. No, no. Let's deal with it in you. Because you're wanting this fruit of all these people to see this particular way. And you can paint it and manipulate it all you want to. But until you deal with the root on the inside of you. That's when change comes. And there's some of you right now. You're just like, Pastor, you know you're, you're talking exactly right to me. I'm going to give you some scripture right here. Romans chapter 8. It says, there is therefore no condemnation. Now, no condemnation. No a judging guilty of wrong. For those who are in Christ Jesus, who live and walk not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the Spirit. Verse 2, go on. Gets better. For the law of the Spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being, has freed me from the law of sin and death. I'm telling you, I believe God wants to deal with some things today. God wants to expose the deception. Heal the roots so the fruits will come. This is what you need to do, right? You need to, first of all, you need to submit to the Word of God. And stop justifying your attitude and your actions and your grouchiness, come on, can we just be real this morning? I'm walking way more than I probably should be right now. But can I tell you, you'll always be picking yourself up off the ground with holes in you. You'll always be bringing your kids back, the ones you love, the ones that God's calls you to raise, and putting you on a deadly merry-go-round. I went through this, so I'm going to send them through that. What loving parent does that? It may be a marriage that I'm talking to, that your marriage is spiraling out of control, but until you deal with the root of deception been deceived maybe it was before you got married but you've just never dealt with it you 
you've been deceived. God wants to heal you. So this is what you do. You submit to the word of God. You surround yourself with godly people. You ask the Lord for wisdom. This is what you do. You submit to the word. Listen, if it corrects you, you do it. Ah, this is for so-and-so. No, no, this is for you. This is for your roots, not their roots, your roots. You submit to the word of God. And you surround yourself with godly people that says, you know what? You're dealing with this. I don't know about you, but I want people in my life that's going to pull those things out. And listen, if you're going to be healed and deal with the root, you can't get offended by it. Listen, you need to have a husband or you need to have a wife that calls you to the carpet on the things in your life that you keep bringing the family back through. Amen? The Bible says seek wisdom. I'm telling you, the Bible says this. If you really want wisdom, it'll cost you nearly everything. Because we've got to give up what we think is wisdom, earthly wisdom, and call on a heavenly wisdom. James says this. He says, you ask for wisdom and I'll give it to you liberally. This may not be for everybody this morning, but I believe by the Spirit of God, He gave me this word for such a time as this. Of dealing with some roots of deception in the room today. I want you to say this. I am set free from my past. I deal with this root today. I let it go. Enemy, you can have it. I am set free. Come on, I am set free. I am set free. God, right now in Jesus' name, I'm going to pray for you now. I pray for each and every person that had their hands raised. Lord, that's been obedient to come down here and say, you know what, I've dealt with something long enough. I pray, God, right now, I pray for your anointing that breaks the yokes and bondages of sin and death. That no longer family members have to be drugged through the mud anymore. No longer, no longer, God, do I have to, do I have to live with shame, guilt, condemnation because of something that's been hanging over me, that's been, been spoken over me. God, I speak life over these right now in Jesus' name. I pray, God, for a miracle to be done inside of their hearts. Lord, that they'd no longer be bound up, bound up by the things of this world or what's been a grandma or a grandpa or a, a coach or a teacher has spoken words of destruction or even, a, even somebody in ministry. I pray, God, right now, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I pray right now, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So, Lord, I lift up each and every person under the sound of my voice that is standing up here and said, God, this is for me. I pray, God, for a newness of life. A newness of life. A newness of life. God, so much that even as they lay their head on their pillow tonight, that their sleep would be sweet. Lord, that you lay out a strategic plan. Lord, that you put the right people in their life. That they no longer get back on that merry-go-round. They no longer... They no longer have to feel defeated. They no longer have to see themselves as the tail. But Lord, they see themselves as a head. They don't see themselves beneath, but they see themselves rising to the top. God, do what only you can do right now in Jesus' name.
God, do what only you can do right now in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.